Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Eastern Mindset Mental Toughness Call. Do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And today is Wednesday. And on this call, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about life, we talk about books, we talk about affirmations, we talk about success, we talk about failure. We also take these calls and load them on a podcast platform on 16 different ones so that people can go back and listen to it because repetition is key. And the reason we want you to go back is because, you know, we're working on our paradigms, you know, which is the combination of thoughts that we have uh, growing up. Uh, experts say that, you know, from the age of the womb to seven, eight, nine years old was the most programmable part of our life, you know, meaning that, uh, we had a clean slate, and everything we heard at that time was programmed and uh, installed in our computer, in our mind. And so um, those things are still there. A lot of times we move on in life and we get our degrees and get good, good, good jobs or we go to the military or we go get us a good job. <clears throat> um, and we think that, you know, everything is good, and, and pretty much it is on the surface. You know, new car, new house, clothes, and things like that. But our inner self has not been corrected because uh, it needs that. Because most of us grew up in a, a humble or a poor neighborhood or a middle class, and the thoughts that we heard there, that's why I keep emphasizing this, the thoughts that we heard there at that time were from humble, poor, and middle class individuals. So uh, if we're trying to change our life financially, we need to hear something different because that's not the conversation um, that was had uh, in those neighborhoods growing up. So what we have instilled in us is a little bit different, and as we try to move forward, a lot of those thoughts pull us back. So that's why we talk about that on this call, and, um, you know, it's repetition over and, and over and over and over and over. We need to hear it again and again and again. All right, uh, so this morning... Went to the bookshelf again, my favorite bookshelf, and uh, pulled out another book. Um, this book, I think I pulled it out maybe last year sometime uh, and read from it. This is not our book club for new people that come on board. Book club is on Saturday mornings, but this is just me going to the uh, bookshelf to give us some different thoughts from... Um, you know, some different thoughts from what we heard growing up. So this is something I know some of y'all saying, well, I'm 40, 50, 60 years old. Um, I've heard some different thoughts. Uh, I don't think a lot when it comes to our mindset and mental toughness. I think we've heard the same things, you know, over and over and over uh, because we stay kind of in that environment with the same type people, same type workers, same type thought process. So, some of this stuff has to be new to you, or the only reason it's not is because you've been on our calls for a while. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, but we, before we do that, y'all already know what we do, right? <laughs> we do it for about what we do it for about a minute. Uh, I think I'm gonna get a longer version of that. I said, love the version of what? You know. <laughs> you know what's the longer version of what? It's a what is it, is a minute and one second? 
this morning says every master was once a disaster. Every master was once a disaster. And I think um, when it comes to us in business, a lot of us don't want to be that disaster publicly. We want to be the disaster behind the scenes. But, you know, in order to win, you have to jump out there and, you know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. People are going to laugh and ridicule you. So you're going to have to be that disaster publicly until you grow into being a master. Um, so he says here, no one comes out the wound of financial genius. Every rich person learned how to succeed at the money game, and so can you. Remember, your motto is, if they can do it, I can do it. Now, becoming wealthy isn't, a, isn't much about getting rich financially as about whom you have to become. So we always talk about that person you must become to be wealthy. It's not like the million dollars you made. It's the person that you became uh, along the way. You know, it's the person, it's the, the toughness that you built inside of you, the, the new things that you learned to, in order to acquire that million dollars. Uh, that's the person, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're, we're getting you into that position so that when it happens, you feel like you deserve it. I want to share a secret with you that a few people uh, know. He says, the fastest way to get rich and stay rich is to work on developing you. The idea is to grow yourself into a successful person. Again, your outer world is merely a reflection of your inner world. You are the root, your results are the fruits. There's a saying I like, you take yourself with you everywhere you go. They kind of copied that saying from me, I think, because I remember I was the first one <laughs> to say, wherever you go, there you are. Nobody was saying that. I went through all these books. I couldn't find it anywhere. Now they're saying it. So <laughs> wherever you go, there you are. You know, that's it. Can't run from yourself. If you grow yourself to become a successful person in strength of character and mind, you will naturally be successful in anything and everything you do, including your business, including your life, including all those things. But you have to grow yourself uh, in the strength of character and mind. You will gain the power of absolute choice. You will gain the inner power and ability to choose any job business or investment arena, and know you will be a success. This is the essence of this book. When you're a level five person, you get level five results. But if you can grow into a level 10 person, you will get level 10 results. Now, heed this warning. However, if you don't do the inner work on yourself and somehow you make a lot of money, it would most likely be a stroke of luck, and there's a good chance you'll lose it. We talk about that a lot, hitting the lotto. People hit the lotto, have never worked on themselves, have never read a book, have never done any of that stuff, and, you know, you wind up just blowing everything, millions and millions of dollars. Nobody in your environment has been in, uh, knows anything, and anybody else you're not listening to. Uh, it's people have hit the network lotto uh, in our business, you know, They've hit it. They've hit it. Not prepared for it. Um, and when you're not, you go go. It's gonna it's gonna drive you back to where you was because that was your comfort zone. 
Your comfort zone was not to have money. Your comfort zone was always been getting by. And so your mindset will drive you back there to that comfort zone. Um, if you don't do the inner work on yourself and somehow you make that money, he says, it just is, it's just going to be a chance you'll lose it. But if you become successful and become a successful person inside and out, you'll not only make it, you'll keep it, grow it, and most important, you'll be truly happy. See, rich people understand in order to, su- to have success is to be, do, have. Poor and middle class people believe the order to success is to have, do, be. See, you know, once I get it, you know, once I get it, then, you know, I can do and be. And the rich person and the wealthy person thinks, uh-uh, I have to be that person first. I have to act that word like that person first. I have to do the things that that person would normally do, and then I will have it. You know, talk like that person, act like that person, do some of the things that person would usually do, then I'll have it. You know, you hear people sometimes say, go to an expensive hotel and just sit in the lobby. You know, go to the bar and drink coffee or something. Just go in that environment that you know that when you have that, that you will be in that environment naturally or you'll be other places. And you have to be, do, then have. Um, but the poor and the middle class says, I got to have uh, be, then do. I mean, do, then be. And it doesn't really work that way. That's like the person who says, um, you know, standing over the fireplace and trying to get a fire burning and you don't have any logs. You know, you got, you got to go get the logs first, then, you know, get the fire burning. You can't do that, you know. Or, you know, the person who says, as soon as I make some money, then I'll invest in what I have. No, you got to you got to invest in order to make some money. You know, you have to do that. Um, I saw this this uh, flyer that says, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur until it's time to spend money. <laughs> uh, no, I like being this. So he says, poor and middle class people believe if I have a lot of money, then I can do what I want and I'll be a success. Rich people understand if I become a successful person, I will be able to do what I need to do to have what I want, including a lot of money. Wow. Here's something else only rich people know. The goal of creating wealth is not primarily to have a lot of money. The goal of creating wealth is to help you grow yourself into the best person you can possibly be. In fact, that is the goal of all goals, to grow yourself as a person. A world-renowned singer and actress, Madonna, was asked why she kept changing her persona, her music, and her style every year. She responded that music was her way to express herself and that reinventing herself each year forces her to grow into the kind of person she wants to be. In short, success is not what, what, it's a who. Success is not a what, it's a who. The good news is that who you are is totally trainable and learnable. Totally trainable and learnable. Now, we talk about that a lot. You can, you can train yourself and you can learn the things that you need to do. Because, 
you know, we got what we call the Internet now, and then you got social media, and you got things that you can learn, you know, all night if you need to. If you need to sit up all night and learn some things, you could do it. It doesn't close. You know, the, the Internet doesn't close. And so you can, you know, you can learn things and become a different person if you want to. If you want to, before the Internet, you didn't have a choice. The choice was you had to go to the library at a certain time, and then it was so much work finding things. Now you can just type it in or ask the question, and the answers come up. So it's a different day now, and if you want something, you can do it. He talks about, I know I can. He says, by by no means am I perfect or even close to it, but when I look at who I am today opposed to who I was 20 years ago, I can see a direct correlation between me and my wealth, or lack of it, then and me and my wealth now. I learned my way to success, and so can you. That's why I'm in this training business, he said. I know from personal experience that virtually any person can be trained to succeed. I was trained to succeed. Now I've been able to train tens of thousands of others to succeed. Training works. I found that another key difference between rich people and poor middle-class people is that rich people are experts in their field. Experts. Experts in their field. Middle-class people are mediocre in their field, and poor people are poor in their field. How good are you at what you do? That's the question you want to ask yourself. You know, how good at – ask yourself that question now. How good at – how, how good are you at what you do? And we're talking about your business. We're not talking about your job. We're talking about the business that you have, your part-time business or your full-time business. How good at you, I mean, how good are you at what you do? How good are you at your, your business? Do you want a totally, totally unbiased way of knowing? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What do you think? What do you think the answer is? A totally unbiased way of knowing how good you are. <laughs> Somebody text me that answer. What do you think the totally unbiased way of knowing that? <laughs> That's ruthless. Somebody says results. Yes, but give me another name. Give me another term. Oh, my God. You know, it's a new process of what I'm doing here, man. I, <laughs> you know, I'm doing the recording right, and I'm doing the mic for my uh, podcast. So I ain't turned my mic on today. <laughs> I just looked at that. And the last time, I didn't turn the recording on. So I, I'm juggling two things here, folks. I'm juggling uh, recording the conference call and recording the podcast at the same time with a mic. So my mic is right in front of me and it's blinking. That means that it's on mute. So 
I'm not recording on the mic, but I do have a recording on the conference call. Last week it was totally opposite. Recorded on the mic and don't didn't have to record on the conference call. This is new to me, folks. No excuses, Tony. You should know you was up early. <laughs> you set it up, and it's my fault. But still looking for an answer. Somebody said I need a special dean for my text because she texts me that. You know what? Uh, I shut down the dean because everybody kept asking me, why is that thing dinging while you're on the phone? <laughs> I'm like, that's my text message is dinging. So I put that on, on private so I didn't hear your dean because <laughs> the dean was bothering people, <laughs> just like the alarm. I mean, the fire alarm was bothering people. So the answer is, um, Billy says your bank account, Kimberly says your income, <clears throat> and you both are right. <laughs> you both are right. Matter of fact, the term he uses is your paycheck. Your paycheck is an unbiased way of knowing. That will tell you everything. It's simple. To get paid the best, you must be the best. So your paycheck tells you and shows you an unbiased way. It's harsh, but it's an unbiased way. It's harsh, but it's an unbiased way. It's a unbiased way. We recognize this principle in the professional sports world every day. Generally, the best players in every sport earn the most. They also make the most money on endorsements. This same principle also holds true in both the business and financial worlds. Whether you choose to be a business owner, a professional, a network marketing distributor, or a real estate guy, whether you're in commission sales or salary jobs, whether you are an investor in real estate stocks or anything else, all things being equal, the better you are at it, the more you earn. This is just another reason why being a continuous learner and enhancing your skill in whatever arena you are in is imperative. On the topic of learning, it's worth nothing that rich people not only continue to learn, they make sure they learn from those who have already been where themselves want to be and want to go. One of the things that made the biggest difference for me personally was when was whom I learned from. I always made it a point to learn from true masters in their respective fields, not those who claim to be experts, but those who had real world results to back up their talk. Rich people take advice from people who are richer than they are. Poor people take advice from friends who are just as broke as they are. Now that is so true. We take advice from our, our friends because we've been knowing them for years. We take advice from our, our friends because we've been knowing them, parents and, and everybody else because we've been knowing them for years. We trust them. Well, you have to trust them on not, you know, I mean, not doing anything wrong to you. That's to trust them on that. But trust them on advice of what you do in business, you can't do that. But that's what we do. I always get an example of my uncle, professor in biology run the biology department. He's retired now. But because we looked at that as something, uh, as an expert, and yes, he was an expert in biology, 
Yes, he was. But I've I've never seen anybody in the family ask him a biology question. <laughs> they ask him about taxes. They ask him about money. They ask him about investments. They ask him about all kind of stuff. And he's an expert in biology. But he has that that uh, PhD, which makes everybody in the family feel like he knows everything. Mm-mm. He knows the science. He knows biology. And that should be his questions. Uh, but that's not what we do. We don't look at that. We just think, you know, this person here, you know, they they know how to Google. And they've been out here for a while, and they're my friends. So, so he says he had a friend that wanted to do business with me. He was suggesting I place $700,000 with him to get started. He then asked for me to forward him my financial statements so he could make his recommendations. I looked him in the eye and said, excuse me. But don't you have this backwards? If you want me to hire you and handle my money, wouldn't it be more appropriate for you to form me your financial statements? Ooh. See, his friend was an uh, investor. Ooh. Mm. And he wanted to invest this guy's money. He said, well, no, let me see yours, and let me see how your investment goes. Then I'll let you invest mine. The man was in shock. I could tell that no one had ever questioned his own net worth as a stipulation for investing with him. It is absurd if you were going to climb Mount Everest, would you hire a guy who's never been to the summit before, or would it be smarter to find someone who's made it to the top several times and knows exactly how to do it? So, yes, I'm absolutely suggesting you put serious attention and energy into continuously learning at the same time be cautious or who you are learning and taking advice from. If you learn from those who are broke, if they're consultants, coaches, or planners, there's only one thing they can teach you is how to be broke. All right, folks, that's all she wrote today. That's it. Um, disappointed that I didn't turn my mic on. If y'all listened to the recording last week, I think I don't know what day it was. That I didn't that I had the mic on, but I didn't have the recording. So we tried to bootleg it and copy the mic on the phone and put it on the uh, replay. And some of y'all heard it and said it didn't sound too good. <laughs> well, this time we're just going with the replay uh, from the conference call, which would be that normal conference call sound. Just won't have be just won't be have the mic'd up sound because we we probably got three or four in the podcast now with the mic and you can tell the the clarity of it sounds much clearer. Uh, but today we won't have it because I did not hit the button. It's sitting here flashing at me right now. Like how am I not? Why, why did I not do that? Because I'm so used to doing something else. See, I'm I'm changing the script now, and that's what happens. That's what happens even when we talk to you. We're getting you to change certain things, and it's hard to change. It really is. It's hard to change when you've been going some way for a certain time, and, and uh, just it just is. But it has to be. We have to understand that we got to learn how to change. We must change. 
because we can't just stay the same. All right, y'all.